Hey folks, we want to welcome you back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm Johnny Morton. I'm Carla Morton. And we're excited that you can take time out of your day to be with us. Uh, let's talk about love tanks. Yes. What about them? What is a love tank, Carla? Well, a love tank is, by definition, something that you sort of need to fill up. So it's the way that you feel loved. And it's the way somebody pours into you in a positive way. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages. It's been a book. It's a bestseller. I think it's sold over 20 million copies worldwide. And uh, I think it's some really good stuff. And it's one of the one of the things we use in a lot of our seminars and uh, classes that we teach and if you're not familiar with it, I'd really encourage you to, to grab a copy of it. And sort of the basis of it is that we each express and receive love in different ways. And one of the important parts in relationships, and especially in the relationship of marriage that we're focused on, is that you want to express love to your partner in a way that they feel loved. And obviously you want it back. Um, we're not going to go through the five love languages in that, but what we want to do today is we just thought that we would have a little fun and neither one of us knows what the other one's going to say, but we're going to talk about five times in our lives, in our marriage, that we just felt really, really loved. Uh, we've been married 38 years plus, and, and we- I really have no idea what Carla's going to say, so... Well, we're also going to say that we know our first couple of podcasts were a little heavy. Um, It was part, it's part of our story. It's part of why we feel a passion toward marriage and helping shore up marriages and pour into marriages. But we also wanted to think about some of the things that have been sort of markers in our life in the sense of, as you said, when did you really feel loved? What were some things that stand out? And actually, when you first think about it, you're like, uh, you know, and you're thinking, well, I know I feel love, but yeah, what does that really look like? And what were some things that really were important? And I think it's kind of funny because when I look at my list, they're probably not these big major events they're just little things that have stuck with me even to this day and one of the things we talk about is man we want to learn to express love every day that in the little things we do day by day depending on what the love language your spouse is man you want to be filling up that tank you don't want to just wait once a month and you know go from empty to overflowing but day by day, pour a little bit into it. And so a lot of the little things you may not remember, but as I was going through this and trying to think back, it was really some kind of weird things sometimes that just stood out to me that even after all these years, I still I still remember them and how I felt when it happened. Am I going to be surprised? I don't know. We're going to find out. Okay. Um, hey, real quick, if you are familiar with the love languages, when my primary love languages are gifts and words of affirmation. Meaning that's the way you like to give it or receive it? Well, usually we tend to, a lot of times we tend to give it the way we want to receive it because it's just natural to us. Right. But I'm saying once you, so when you're saying that gifts and what was the other one? Words of affirmation. affirmation. See, that's bad. I already forgot that. Okay. So those are your two. 
And from the get-go, those have been yours? Have they changed? Pretty much. No, I think pretty much that. I think physical touch part of it, but a lot of guys, they just like the physical anyway. So if I had to put my two primary love languages, it would be that, which aren't yours. Yours are what? Well, mine have been acts of service from the beginning. I think that shifted a little bit. And then the second one was... Quality time. Quality time. Johnny has to remind me what mine... Well, it was interesting because we realized early on for a lot of years, again, another area of difficulty for us was Johnny, as he said, expressed love to me via the way he liked to be loved. So he is the best gift giver, although it's not been quite I, I, as good. No, I've slacked down slide because down. I know that's not your okay, love language. But like he, and it's girls, a whole lot cheaper. ladies, you would, you would be drooling. I mean, and I don't mean money, 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 because we don't have any money. But I mean, he just was a great gift giver, something that a lot of women would just kill for. Okay. I'm the, I'm the ultimate bargain shopper. Too, yes, so. he is. Okay. But my main love language was acts of service. Yeah. And it took me a while. I spent you know, probably a good 10 years doing gifts and such and being very verbal and telling you, I love you. And your whole thing was, don't tell me, don't give me gifts, show me. Show me. And it wasn't that I didn't like the gifts at all. I did, but I wanted this other way that said, I love you. And this, I love you so much, I'm doing this for you. And, and one of the things I think is we've sort of seen, and this is why we encourage even couples that may have done it in the past to redo the test, uh, the assessment for love languages, because sometimes they change over time. And that's one thing we found with us, that for for you, quality time has become a bigger part. Oh, yeah. Now, and again, I, I, gifts are still great. Um, I love you doing things. Access service is awesome, but I really crave now time with you quality time with you and again even that quality time can have different nuances to it because what somebody calls quality time somebody else might say well no that doesn't do anything for me so it's part of learning one another that because then we're really speaking to the heart of the person when we learn to do that as we talk about it you may have two people that have sort of the same main gift let's say words of affirmation and two people have it but almost like in a lot of countries, it may be a different dialect. So it may not look exactly the same. So what you want to do is, how does your spouse need to be loved? And that's something you just want to ask. And, you know, we'll talk more about that later on. But let's go ahead and get into the things for us. Okay. About And we're going to do this ladies first, because I'm a Southern gentleman. All right. Am I going to tell you or ask you? No, you're going. You're going to tell what was one way in our past, one of your five ways that you felt really loved. Okay. So is this like, I'm going to tell you like a situation? Yeah. Okay. So, all right, let, let me just say this. I don't know how this. else you do it. <laughs> so one of the times that stands out in my mind, we had not been married but a couple of years, and we had had our first child, Zach. And Zach, it was my birthday, and we were in the hospital with Zach in Atlanta, and we he was in intensive care, and so of course we couldn't stay in the hospital, and so we were, we were in, a in ho- some crappy hotel. Yeah, some yeah, probably a flea bag. But anyway, but it was cheap, y'all. This is so funny. So it's my birthday, 
And, of course, I'm sad as all get out. I've got this baby that may die that's in intensive care, and you know, all this stuff. Your parents were with us, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, or my mom was still with Somebody. us. But Johnny must have hit a store, I'm thinking, that was going out of business. I must have opened 10 to 15 boxes of different articles of clothing. I mean, shirts, pants, blouse, you know, whatever. I mean, and it was it was thinking about it. We're sitting in this hotel room, probably a dirt bag, and we're so sad, and my heart is so heavy, but Johnny is wanting to do something for my birthday. And so what he needed to do is give gifts, and the more the better, I guess. And so I just opened present after present after present. But even in the sadness of the time, I did feel loved. I knew you were trying, even though I didn't really care about those items of clothing. Well, I know you like to look good, even if we're in the hospital. So, <laughs> so anyway, but that that was a time I, I felt loved, and I remember that to this yeah, day. Yeah, I, I totally forgotten about that until you said something. I didn't even think I had like streamers, and oh, I had you did. A, I, I had a happy that. birthday sign put or it banner in the, up. In the, in the hotel. Yeah, I do remember that now. Okay, all right. So that was one of mine. Well, that's so, sweet. That's sweet. All right. Well, you're complimenting yourself on how sweet that was. That, that is kind of bad. I'm saying, I know. man, oh, I was good really there. Sweet. Um, uh, but then it probably was escapist for me, as you know. Um, all right. One of mine. And this is something that's, it was really, I think, I think you gave this. To, remember, I'm gifts. And so some of these things are gifts. It was before we even got married. And we were engaged. And I think you gave me this. A pair of lizard cowboy boots. I did. And I remember you said your parents thought you were crazy because they were expensive yes, back then. Yes, they did. were not happy even though we were engaged. That I and spent so that, that was like about 40 years ago that you gave those to me, and I still have them. Yeah. You've had a and result. I still think about that. Every time I wear those, man, I think that, because I knew that was sort of a sacrificial thing, and it was just, I was blown away by the gift. Oh, Okay, that's good. All right, okay. that's a good one. Okay, Next. my number two. Okay, um, one year for at Christmas time, Johnny said we're gonna do something a little bit. I'm gonna do something a little bit different this year, and he said I'm gonna for you. I'm gonna celebrate 25 days of Christmas, so I'm gonna give you a gift every single day for the month of December, and so I was like, okay. So literally, and some days it was a candy bar. And I mean, probably a lot of days, honestly, it was a candy bar. But so again, not not the money wasn't the issue, but it was the thoughtfulness of it. And so sometimes I'd go out in my car to go to the hospital in the morning and there would be the candy bar stuck, you know, stuck on the steering wheel or there would be the Coke or a card to get a cup of coffee or whatever. But it was a really fun way for you to think of me and me to feel treated every day leading up to Christmas. Yeah, that was uh, I, that was one of my good ones. Again, people. Johnny, you don't. It was. I know. I know. I'm not supposed yourself. to do this, but okay. I, I do remember. But it was. It was hard. I mean, at first it was easy, and then you're starting. What I think that's of a now. lot of days. Yeah, it is. And so, so I mean, luckily you were. You know, I think you were in a one of your hair phases, and so I remembered buying hair magazines. Oh yeah. Because you like to go through and look at different hair. Um, Probably the best part I did then. You know, again, I'm patting myself on the I back. I know. What is this? Well, because one, we want to give hints to other people how little oh, things can go a long can go, way. Yeah. Um, I remember you and your good friend Trisha. Yeah, we're going to go spend the day out at the lake cabin. 
And so I went out the day before and I had you coffee and I had you Jamocha almond fudge ice cream and I had a fire set for you all right. and I had all of that set up. All right, y'all. All right. We will do another <laughs> podcast for me to offset some of this stuff Johnny's carrying on about. No, but it, that was, that was one of the gifts during I that time. I had some good moments he during did. those, even the hard times Hard marriage, years. So. Okay. So that was great. Okay. So now you go. Um. Again, early in our marriage, and I remember this Christmas, um, we were dirt poor. Uh, I was working with a local high school ministry, raising support, so we didn't have a lot of money. And my two best friends at the time, they were going to go skiing out at Vail. And they'd asked me to go, and I didn't. I just didn't have the money to do it. And uh, And I remember opening up on that. Christmas morning, you had, I don't remember if it was a note or a card or was it a plane ticket, but you gave me, you gave me that ski trip to go. And it wasn't one that you were going on as much as you love snow, but it was a time for me to go out there with my guy friends. And that was like, I cried everything people, but he's tearing up. I, I am. Isn't that crazy? But that was, uh, cause I know that was just a real sacrifice for you. All right. Well, that all was right. one of the biggies. They go with that one. Okay. Um, third one for me is I feel, and th- this isn't no just a particular one time thing because you you have done this more than one time, but it's the the concept when you speak highly of me or you talk about something that you think I really do well or that you are amazed by and you tell other people and I hear that or you know you say it in front of me and that just makes me feel incredibly loved and cherished when you verbalize to other people something you think about me well you you're awesome and 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 I love doing it and you know real Quick tip out there for you people who's who your spouses that their love language is words of affirmation, and that's not one of Carla's primary languages. I think it is important, but not just that words of affirmation to them, but the second hand one when you are bragging on them and and praising them to somebody else that you know is going to get back to them. That's almost double. Yeah. The double the impact, I think, sometimes. So that's a, it's a great way to really affirm your spouse by holding them up to somebody else and knowing that's going to hopefully get back to your spouse. Well, it was for me. All right, it's your turn. Thank you. A um, couple years ago, um, one of the things I do, I teach Bible at a Christian private school, and we have an international student exchange program, all of them for China. And, uh, this is probably about maybe three, four years ago. It was pre-pandemic. Yes. And uh, we normally, during holidays, we would do trips with the international students. And so I volunteered Carla and I to <laughs> take, um, I think there were probably eight or nine of our international Chinese students who some didn't speak much English at all. Uh, we took them on a trip to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Took them to the Mall of America and went to the really cool cathedral. But... I just remember afterwards when we came back and you were sharing with somebody, and it was sort of like almost what you just said. Just you were just bragging on me. 
and, and, and talking about how impressed you were with how I led the trip and when I was able to do some teaching time and speaking to them and, you know, and I, I think for so long with us and, you know, we've talked about this before that, you know, you really, in the early years, you wanted me to do something, anything else than either ministry or working with teenagers. Absolutely. And, and, and for the longest time, you didn't really affirm me doing that. And man, those times that you really have, that is like a, I mean, that's that marker that I hang on to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's another, another place. We'll probably talk some more at other times about expectations and such like that. And that is a place that I got really stuck and, and wanting Johnny to be different and expecting and wanting something different. And I wasn't affirming the God given things that he had been, was doing. So I'm glad, I'm glad I have done a little better. You have, you've done great. Okay. Um, another one, let's see, I'm on number four. Okay, so um, one year, I, I, I love Christmas, have always loved Christmas, but we shared with you in, in an earlier podcast that our son Zach died at Christmas time. So, you know, for a lot of years, a lot, Christmas was really, really hard to get through. And we, we I just, I kind of did what you had to do. I don't know that the other children, the boys were totally aware, but on the inside, I was just kind of getting through it. I think we both were. But this one given year, sometime in the last several years, um, and I love snow. Snow is just one of my favorite things ever that God made, and I love it. But anyway, so one morning I come out during the Christmas time, and Johnny has for my kind of early Christmas gift, he has gotten me this snowman Christmas tree. And he has put it up in my little room where I sit and pray in the morning and read my Bible. And it has the little lights on it and the little snowman hat. And I was thrilled. It was just one of the sweetest gifts because one, it was just, it was totally unexpected. I doubt the tree costs that much. Again, he probably got it at some bargain place. But anyway, not a big tree, but it was precious. And it was the thought. And it was that you thought of something that would, Carla, did this make her happy. And because Christmas time was honestly hard, that was such a joyful moment that it was just something that delighted me. And so I, I still look at that tree. I still put it up every year. And so that was that was a neat a neat gift. Never knew that. See, even I'm learning things today <laughs> here. Um, what do you want? Four? I did four. Uh-huh. So you're on four. Uh, this is sort of a really something that's over the years happened. And that is Carla shared before in the, one of our opening podcasts that we have three boys. And so she's the only female and we're all, crazy about sports over the top probably out of balance yeah i know it's we need therapy or something there they do but all the times that i've dragged you to various events and you haven't gone kicking and screaming you've gone with me you've gone from we've gone to baseball we've gone to football lately we go to soccer games a lot and you're just such a trooper but that is just you know, just going to going to be with me, doing the things that I just really enjoy doing. And that's just been such a great, great gift that I'm just so appreciative of. 
All right, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Okay, the last, my fifth one um, is, this was a really cool thing. We have laughed through the years, and I know that in today's world, people make a whole big do about, you know, getting in, when they get engaged, and yeah, 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 when they get engaged, and so a lot of times somebody will be hiding, and they'll jump out, and they'll take photos, or not jump out, they'll take photos, and they capture the moment, and it may be very involved, and it's a big to-do. Sometimes there's a party afterwards, and the friends and family are gathered, and wow, okay, so we have laughed, laughed through the years that the way Johnny asked me to marry him was so lame is not even funny. Now, Johnny, don't try to defend yourself on this. Let me just say it. It was pretty lame. It was And he bad. said I messed it up because he was wanting to do something, and I said I needed to study that night, and I couldn't do it. And so he comes and on over. And I was over. so eager to propose to you. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, he basically kind of tosses the box to me. We were in the middle of a fight, actually. Yeah, and so that right there should have been a sign. But yeah, anyway. Not, not, not the story. Yeah, I, that's a different, different sign and different story. But anyway, so... Love my ring, beautiful, but it, it was just so unromantic and oh, no gift, no, no gift. It was no, so out of character because I am really romantic at yeah, heart. Yeah, it was really lame. And so I've sort of laughed through the years and said, I want to redo, I want to redo. And so at different times, I kind of totally hinted like, this is a good year for a redo. But anyway, it never happened. So year before last, we had gone out west. We'd gone to a little bitty town in wintertime, and we actually were going to work on ministry stuff. And it was a time to have time away and really focus on what God was calling us to do in the ministry. And a time to go see snow. And see snow. Okay, on top of that. Victor, Idaho. Victor, Idaho. Big plug there. We love the place. Yeah, little bitty town, but it was great. Just snow snow-covered little town. And so we were out walking in this little area, and I turn around, and Johnny has gotten down on one knee out in the snow, and he says, I know I didn't do this quite right the first time around, but for whatever time we have left, will you do me the honor of marrying me again, staying married to me, I guess, um, for the rest of our days? And so really, really, really precious. And I was just, it was so exciting. And I did have a ring. He did have a ring. Um, and so it was, it was just so precious. It was so neat. So that was a cool thing. I felt very loved. Well, that's sweet. I actually had multiple different plans that never came to pass that I was going to redo it. And this was, it was really about perfect because it was just us and... In the middle of nowhere. You were covered. Yeah, we were surrounded by this incredible scenery and snow all over the place. And I agree. It was pretty perfect. It was. It was. You made up. I don't know if it made up for all the other ones, but it was pretty perfect. Um, Your number five. Oh, yeah, my number five. And I actually cheated because I have six. Uh, No, no. I have more than that, too. We're just cutting it off at five. Uh Uh-uh. Stick with the rules. Okay. I'll try, but I may not. Um. This is sort of a, this just happened not long ago. And I know it's almost a tiny little thing, and I've already shared it with you. Oh. Um, for years, Carla was, we're in this situation, Carla makes twice what I do. She's, you know, she's a nurse practitioner and I'm a, I teach. Uh, plug for teachers, pay us more. Um <laughs> But for years, it was always Carla had her money, and then there was our money. 
We're going to do a podcast talking about finances on another time. And I will say that, that let me just go ahead and admit and confess, that was not a good attitude. I'm aware of that. Yeah, well, she made more money. Even our house is in her name. I do not know how that happened. But anyway, and so this was just a little thing. So it was always like, you know, she had her accounts that I have no idea where they are and all this stuff. And I was getting ready to actually go to a soccer game in Atlanta and my car had been acted up and I just said, do you mind if I borrow your car? Cause she always made it very clear it was her car. <laughs> and she said, sure. And then she just said this, she says, after all, it's your car too. And I stopped and I thought, did I hear that right? I said, did she finally learn how to share in this idea? But it was such a, it was such a tiny thing. But it was, I, I guess it was just sort of this, uh, it was just such a sign of what God's done with us and where he's turned our marriage in the past 10 or 15 years that uh, this idea that probably more so than we ever were before, this idea of a real partnership and that we're, everything we're in this is together. Well, one of the things that I think we hoped in sharing some of these things with you, again, not in any way to make you feel bad. We hope it gave you some ideas. But to say, and over the time of spending time with us in these podcasts and going through some of our challenges and some of the places that God has taught us, but one of the things that's neat is we can see a pattern that we were wanting to love and to pour into one another, but we just didn't always know how to do it well. But then to see as we get have gone along, some of the things God taught us is really neat. And we would say to you, learn what that is that says love to your spouse. Because some of the things we said, yeah, there was some money involved. Other things we said, there was no money involved at all. It's, um, you know, it was really sweet thinking back and really just being reminded of some of the things I really hadn't thought of in a while until we just started doing this the other day. And you know, one of our mantras is that, hey, love is intentional. It, it, it doesn't just happen. And you want to look for opportunities to pour love into each other. It doesn't have to be big. It's those little things that you do day in and day out that can keep you connected, that keep you feeling loved. So when the big things in life do happen that can throw you for a loop, Absolutely. man, you're not, you're not dealing with them on an empty tank. That is so important, y'all. And we just emphasize that. Pour into one another so when you hit some dry spots, you're not sitting on empty. And that that's critical. Good word. Thanks, baby. Thanks for making me feel loved. That was fun. I love you. It was fun. I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. All right, folks. Uh, until next time, this is No Regrets Marriage. Y'all have awesome, awesome weeks, we pray. Later.